0: My next guest is Executive Director of Women's Lunch Place, Jennifer Hanlon-Wiggin. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited for the conversation.
0: Women's Lunch Place is a daytime shelter and advocacy center in Boston for those who are working but struggling, homeless or temporarily jobless. Can you tell us about your mission and how Women's Lunch Place began?
1: Sure, sure. Well, our mission is to inspire hope for women who are experiencing their hunger homelessness and poverty um, and to help them gain self-sufficiency we create a, a wonderful community and a safe space and our whole service model is based on building relationships so that people can can move forward and we we focus on the areas of health and nutrition um and housing and economic empowerment we started 40 years ago, we're celebrating our 40th anniversary, uh, two very young women in their 20s, Eileen Riley and Jane Alexander, were our founders. Um, I think I can't imagine starting what they did at that age um, and what they have what brought to fruition in the city. Uh, many people think we are the safest space in the city for vulnerable women. Um, we're located in the heart of the Back Bay where we've been for 40 years in the Church of in the basement of the Church of the Covenant. And um, it's really a, just a wonderful, welcoming community. We uh, consider our, our Healthy Meals Program to sort of be our flagship program. That was our, you know, one of our founding principles, uh, but we have a wrap around services. We really are a day shelter and advocacy center and our advocacy work has just been growing at such a rapid pace um, in the past couple of years. Um, but also, you know, we we provide really basic services for folks, showers and laundry, uh, toiletries, emergency clothing. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see a, you see women of all of all different types walk through our door, but um they're always met with um, community and friendship and always honoring their dignity.
0: Can you talk about your kitchen?
1: Sure, sure. It's um I, I say you don't get a better lunch on Newbury Street than at women's lunch place. Uh, we are a scratch kitchen. We make everything um, fresh. We uh, work with local um, local folks to pr- try to source as much of it locally as we can. Um, for example, one of our partners is Gaining Ground in Concord, a nonprofit that provides fresh food to to nonprofits like us. Um, we're really working uh, to make sure that we have as much fresh food uh, as possible broadcast. We use over ninety fruits and vegetables a year. We have our own herb garden. We serve lean proteins and whole grains. Uh, and we have a really variety, variety of menus in terms of culture, different cultural foods. Um, you know, we have taste testing so we can have our guests uh, try different, different things that we want to add to the menu. Uh, we serve our meals restaurant style. So there's dignity in the service. Uh, you are our guest and we're happy to have you in our community and um, and we share the meals with our, with our guests as well, which is, you know, brings us all together in the community, our staff, our extensive volunteer corps, and our guests.
0: You have volunteers, advocates, and staff who support the community with wellness programs and individualized services. So can you expound on who your advocates are and what services and programs you provide?
1: So we, um, we are a low threshold shelter. So there's no in- intake process when you come through our door. So if you want to tell us that your name is Mary that or, you know, Becky, that's fine, but you don't have to. Um, we just welcome you to come to come into a safe environment. So a lot of our guests, um, really just access the, the basic services and our meals and they're in a safe place. But we hope that once people are uh, receiving healthy nutrition on a regular basis, Which is the most primary need that they can start to um, plan a pathway forward. So our, what we call our direct care staff really engages in relationships and then they try to make a warm handoff to advocacy uh, when somebody's ready to, to maybe tackle a more complex need. So our advocates are folks who um, have a, you know, background in social work or public health or, um, uh, psychology, uh, women's rights, um, and that really work on connecting guests to things like benefits, housing, housing search, housing stabilization, making referrals for mental health, physical health, um, getting a woman who walks through the door who's just fled a domestic violence situation into a shelter. Uh, it's such a wide variety of things that they, that they tackle, um, but they really meet each woman where she's at and help her make her own unique pathway forward. Uh, and always, always letting the woman lead in, in terms of what she's ready for next. But we have incredible success, um, I think, because our our service model is so individually driven and relationship driven. Um, just to give you a, an idea, um, in what our fiscal year was 20 when um, the pandemic hit, we housed about 35 women from homelessness that year. The next year, 57 women, a 63% increase. And this past year, uh, 65 women. So it's really increasing um, in terms of the number of unique guests that we're seeing, the visits that we're seeing them for, and over 50% of those visits, which have more than doubled, are for housing. So that is the really pressing need uh, in, in the city today, in the, in the, in the greater Boston area.
0: You recently received a grant to create a workforce development center. So how will that change things at Women's Lunch Place and help you further support the economic independence of your guests?
1: Sure. We're we're transitioning a, a storage space um, into a, effectively a, a classroom and, and meeting space um, for these programs. And it will allow us to, you know, really... Um, have a more professional approach, uh, where, where it, in, in alignment with that increase in advocacy services that I mentioned is pressure on our space. We don't have enough office space. We don't have enough program space. So we're really trying to find out, figure out ways to utilize our space to, to do this. So taking the space, outfitting it in a, in a dignified, you know, um, current sort of format with, uh, Proper computers and and training stations will be um, really helpful. It'll also help us engage more partners. We have wonderful partnerships with organizations like Liberty Mutual and Bank of America that support our um, employment readiness. Uh, And it will allow us to to develop new, new partnerships and new programming with the space to do that. I think the thing that makes Women's Lunch Place approach to workforce development really unique, and we spent a lot of time actually looking at this. Is that there are a lot of wonderful workforce development programs out there if um if you're ready for that. We have a really um vulnerable group of women whose life skills have been eroded from trauma and homelessness. Um and it's part of our work is to knit that together. So we're doing the work of um employment readiness for women who are really pre-contemplative to contemplative about taking this step, which is a A a big step and a difficult one. And what makes us unique is that we're offering these trainings and courses, but we're also working one-on-one with our guests to help them with all those, you know, sort of rebuilding their life skills um, so that they can meet this challenge. And then when they're ready, we hope that we can send them to a partner organization that has a full-fledged workforce um, program or directly to employment. I mean, we certainly have women who come in and are employment ready and they just need some some assistance with resumes and, you know, practicing interviewing and things like that. But um, for a big a big subsection of our guests, um, they're starting at a, at a different starting point. Um, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. There are great programs out there, um, but we want to get women ready for those programs.
0: Yes, indeed. So can you talk about how homelessness affects coping mechanisms and life skills? So can you talk about... Yeah
1: how your program helps women to become economically empowered. We know that more than 90% of women who end up homeless have severe physical or sexual assault in their background and oftentimes rooted in childhood. So the trauma is very severe. And we also know that we have a community of women, majority, minority, over 60% of our guests are women of color. Over 50% are age 55 and older. The homeless population is aging. We also know that they have not had access to what we call the social determinants of health, you know, good education, uh, nutrition, opportunity. (laughs) And so we are really, you know, kind of focused on that, on that deep, deep deep-seated trauma. So we always talk about our service model being very integrated. So while we are focused in this area on workforce development, we know that some of those women might be involved in a recovery class. We currently have recovery programs running four days a week, and our goal is to get it up to six days a week so that they have access to multiple facets of programming that can support their economic empowerment in the future. It It can be small steps, but for example, we had a guest, we had a computer training class, and she had never, never worked on a computer before. And she was so excited. And she said to the instructor, I'm going to get a job. Like she was just, and you just thought that's that's hope. Like that's that's in our mission. You know, we we offer hope where well, maybe there wasn't any before.
0: And you mentioned offering basic necessities. Can you talk a little bit more about that? You know, these things that we take for granted and especially being that it's winter time
1: and it's a difficult season to be homeless or working for. hmm Sure. I I think one thing I like to talk about in our, with our basic care services is that we really try to offer choice whenever possible. You forget how often you have a choice in life. So when a guest comes in and we can say, you know, what shampoo would you like or what color nail polish would you like? It's, it's great to have that offer. We always like in our meals, we always have a vegetarian option so folks can, folks can choose. And I think that that's a part of it. And the other part is just, I mean, just imagine like, where some of these women walk in in the morning and they've been assaulted overnight they've been urinated on i mean it's really tough and to be able to have a, a staff that reach you and get you a robe and get you a shower and make sure that you have some you know fresh clothing those they they're just things that most of us take for granted and so many so many of our supporters will say to me i look at your website or i come to the shelter and i think what what makes that person any different for me, and it's really it's luck. It's it's you know really just the circumstances of our life that put us in a different a different place.
0: What brought you to being the director of the
1: women's lunch place? Well, my background is is not in this in this work. I was a, a finance professional and um, MBA um, in my background, but I've been in this this kind of space for a couple decades now, and it really is about access. How do we create access for folks who have? barriers you know in front of them that most of us can't imagine so I feel like that that's what inspires me like personally but um I'm motivated by the incredible staff we have at Women's Lunch Place I mean actually I just I have the best staff out there such a variety of women from lived experience to different you know races and cultures and languages that we speak but really everybody brings their own their own history to this work and their own you know dynamics to the way they approach guests it's really very inspiring to see the difference that 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 sort of proactive respectful approach can have on women
0: so how can people get
1: involved with women's lunch place sure sure well you can find us at www.womenslunchplace Dot .org we're at on uh, Newbury Street in Boston 67 Newbury Street so you can walk walk on by as well but we welcome folks to become engaged in a variety of manners you can connect your, your local women's group with us you can come in as an individual you can get a, your your corporate group behind us there's lots of ways to get engaged in this work uh we'll be participating in the winter walk in Boston so you can join our join our team you can find even more opportunities on our website but I what I will say is that when you walk through the doors of women's lunch place you find a community and you find that you you really participate in lifting up that community our tagline is dignity is everything and it's just at the core of what we do everybody every woman is their own authentic self and we really want them to be able to you know move forward and celebrate their gifts so. I think that's what you'll find at women's lunch place you know the, the guests at women's lunch place are equal parts of our of our of our society you know we i i often say you know the um access to healthy nutritious meals is not the purview of the privileged it's it's a human right so i think when you participate in the work around providing nutrition and advocacy and and basic care you really participate in lifting all women up. Uh, And we're all, we're all connected in so many ways, our, our stories.
0: And I just think it's so important. It's great that you stress the relationships and the dignity because, I mean, we can see it even in teaching with children, how they respond to compassion and people being really present with them and to their individual needs and individualized care is really where it's at. And, you know, you mentioned women's different styles, you know, the staff and the advocates how they work with the guests and everyone has, brings something different to the table. And so there's going to be certain kinds of really strong rapport between certain guests and certain advocates. And that is everything. And just the fact that you're creating such a community of people being authentic and, you know, coming from the heart, everyone is in that place. So you're Mm -hmm. all being great role models, you know, I mean, you're all really creating that mirror to reflect who their true self is so that all of the experiences that they've had can just sort of melt away and get it really who they are so that their strengths can develop from there. Right. Right.
1: right, Exactly. Exactly.
0: Thank you so much, Jennifer Hanlon Wigan. You've been listening to Healing Wisdom at Outermost Radio. All of our shows are podcasts at WOMR.org. Also check out Show.com and contact me at Pandora at WOMR.org. Our theme music is provided by Mason. You can find her at MasonMusic.com. That's M-A-E-S-Y-N.